0: and welcome to another episode of What's Going On In There. I'm Stephen Tomlinson with Level 7 Facility Services, and today I'm joined by my old buddy and business partner, Dave Hollister. Hello. Who is having the winningest year that any fan of sports and or chili cook-offs could ever even dream about. Dave is here to gloat justifiably about his unbelievable string of competitive victories over the past six months, uh, as, as well as to enlighten and entertain, as always, uh, Dave. Uh, let's start out by talking about what kind of uh, back back alley soul selling uh, deal you've made for this unprecedented stretch of good fortune to fall into your lap.
1: I'm really hesitant to talk about it. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> on my drive over here, I was like, eh, "It's." doesn't look like rain, but I'm going to get struck by lightning. Something something bad's going to happen. All right,
0: so let's flesh it out a little bit. The Braves win the World Series for the first time in 26 years. The Dogs win the Natty for the first time in 41 years, which uh, I think I can speak for all of us sitting at this table, was like the greatest night that ever happened since the beginning of time. (laughs) Uh, And as a lifelong fan of the Rams, Dave also got to enjoy watching the Rams win the Super Bowl with former Bulldog standout Matthew Stafford behind center and a couple more dogs on the roster as well. And if that wasn't enough... He also won at least a portion of his fantasy football leagues winnings, which happens every year. So neither here nor <laughs> there. And then took home the trophy for the annual chili cook-off a couple of weeks ago. It's, uh, is there anything I'm missing there? Uh,
1: there's a Coastal Cup victory. The Coastal
0: Cup victory. Yeah. Ryder Cup. Yeah. The Ryder Cup, which he attended, and then a, a, and a Squares game to boot. Yeah. Golly. We should go by lottery tickets right now.
1: Yeah, either that or I'm going to live in the hole for the rest. You know, the rest of the year. I'm afraid that bad things are going to be coming my way.
0: Yeah, it's it's like the scene in uh, Tombstone where like Ike Clinton calls out Doc Holliday. He's like, "Nobody's that lucky, holiday <laughs> It's like, <laughs> made to deal with the devil. But uh, yeah, this is the year of Dave Hollister. Um, that's, that's you know, as, as every year should be. But uh, so <laughs> as I as I've mentioned, Dave and I are with Level 7, Level Seven Facility Services, and what we do on this podcast is we. Take a peek behind the curtain of some of Atlanta's many intriguing organizations and speak to business leaders from around the metro area to hear all about their origins, what's important to them and to the organizations they work with, where it is they're heading next, their victories, challenges and lessons learned along the way. And particularly because we work in the world of maintaining commercial and industrial properties and we have the honor of working inside some really cool facilities and partnering with a number of iconic organizations. We like to focus on the actual buildings themselves uh, sometimes, although that that does not always go in that direction. Um, How they function, what makes them unique, and how utterly lost they'd be if not for their partnership with Level 7.
1: Uh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, you you know when you're driving around, Dave, sometimes, and
1: what's going on in
0: there you just you 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 wonder you look around and you maybe you drive past some impressive look building or structure and and uh, day after day and you find yourself wondering what is that place what do they what in the world do they do in there i know you feel that way everybody feels that way every day every day And it is that very curiosity that fuels the premise of this show and gives us the excuse to sit down with interesting people like our guests today and interrogate them with probing personal and often embarrassing questions (laughs) while millions of listeners all over the world hang on to their every word. So without further ado, we are very fortunate to be joined by a good friend of Level 7 who, as we'll dive into very shortly, has worked in the sports and entertainment industry for quite a while. Uh, And many of us being sports fans on our team, we love being a part of when we can for sure. I've been hoping to get uh, Andrew on the show for quite a while. Uh, He keeps pretty busy with his day job as a director uh, of facility operations at Overtime Elite. Uh, Overtime Elite is a basketball league that sort of created its own genre almost, I think, when it first opened its flagship location in Atlantic Station last summer,
2: early fall? Uh, It was in October.
0: October. Uh, And I'll I'll let Andrew uh, tell the real story before I butcher it too badly, but andrew jackson is our guest today and andrew thank you very much for coming on the show to chat with us we really appreciate you being here
2: no thank you for having me absolutely
0: so very briefly here's my intro uh, <laughs> you're a georgia native uh, grew up right at the street in Marietta, attended Sprayberry High School, and then matriculated to uh, at the finest institution in the land, the University of Georgia, Yes, which yes, makes sir. you a national champion yourself, sir. Congratulations. Thank you.
2: It was a very exciting game.
0: It was indeed. Uh, then you, you earned uh, two undergraduate degrees, one in sports management, the other in business management, and lastly, earned a master's degree in sports administration. So you're one of the first or one of the one of the few people that I know who seem to have kind of figured it out early and just kind of stayed on the path all along is that fair to say
2: uh yeah I, I made it look that way at least yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well nicely done
0: uh yeah I, I that is not how my schooling career or my actual career has looked at all but uh but that's cool yeah uh, so if you would, yeah, maybe kind of walk us from, uh, from graduating with your master's. And, uh, and I know you, that you've managed a number of ballparks and sports entertainment facilities uh, all over the country, as it looks like. So,
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, right after college, I really didn't know what I wanted to do in sports. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I loved baseball, but I couldn't play anymore. Hmm. Uh, so the closest ballpark to University of Georgia was the Gwinnett Braves at the time nice uh they had just moved there probably two or three years uh before that mm. uh drove down there talked to a couple of people and ended up getting a an internship there cool um nice. after working in baseball i knew that's what i wanted to do mm. Uh, mm. was stay in the sports realm since i wasn't good enough to play anymore uh there, there comes that time when uh you realize you're not going to keep going uh to the next level and uh so from there i i moved around quite a bit um i moved to myrtle beach uh manager stadium there moved to maryland uh was there for about a year and a half and then i moved to indianapolis as well myrtle beach is the pelicans correct yeah and then uh what's the team how in charleston you know that? i have no <laughs> idea how i know that I have no they're a very my recognizable <laughs> minor league baseball team <laughs> okay.
0: oh yeah my brother lived in myrtle well, so maybe that's why <laughs> uh and and now he lives in charleston and it's what is it river cats or mud cats or something like that what yeah yep, yeah yep. and uh
2: bill murray that. has something to do with it bill that. murray's a part owner in that team. yeah
0: uh, well, that's cool. Um, and when I lived in Savannah, they used to be the Sand Nats. Now I think they're the Savannah Bananas. The but Savannah Bananas. Yeah. Yep. <laughs>
2: the team names have gotten a little crazier now.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you know, why not have a little bit of fun with it? Um, well, that's that's cool. So you um, so you f- f- talked to someone at Gwinnett. Was it Coolray Stadium then already? Yeah, it was Coolray. Yes, yeah. when I got there. Yeah. And uh, and then you just c- had o- other opportunities and doors opening along, and you you. And you and I know you wound up at in Indianapolis Indianapolis at some point,
2: so. Yes. Um, yeah, it's one of those things in sports where if you want to move up, you got to move around. Yeah. Um, and so, being that I had zero attachments at the time, I was single, no kids, um, I had that luxury. That's cool. Um, and it gave me a lot of different experiences. I got to live a, quite a few places, you know, some warmer climates like mm-hmm. Myrtle Beach, uh, and then some colder climates like Indianapolis.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we got a little bit of taste of that going to the natty, so. Uh, but, you, it's a, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. It sounds like uh, you, you showed up a little ill prepared.
2: Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. My second day in Indianapolis. Uh, it was negative 18 degrees, and I had a foot of snow on the ground. Yeah. Nice. nice. I don't even know what that means.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's cool. So um, you and in, in, in then you You wound up I, we're going to get into overtime elite and everything that you know what what that organization is about, um and you and I spoke, I think well, if we were you guys were barely coming out of the ground originally yes, uh, in fact, yeah, I remember you and I spoke for the first time I was uh, in my girlfriend's car in Austin, and we had like a zoom meeting. I had my phone <laughs> on the dash, so uh, it's like that's cool, yeah, I need to meet him in person so um and the first time I laid eyes on it, I think it was maybe just bare, like being framed up.
2: Yeah, it was probably a steel structure yeah and that and, was
0: about it and it was i mean and i remember you saying yeah we're gonna open in like uh a couple of months and i was like that's ambitious
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
0: it was incredible how fast you guys put that together it really was five months that's unbelievable One hundred
2: three thousand square feet in five months yeah and it's that's a insane. really pretty facility too it's really cool yeah when um, you see it from the outside it looks like uh, an Amazon warehouse or an airplane hangar. Yeah. But then you get to the inside, and it's a completely different building.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, so, so how did you find those guys? I mean, let's, let's maybe give Overtime a little bit of a background story, because it's, I didn't realize until, you know, after we'd been working with you guys for a while. I mean, there's, there are a lot of, like, uh, big star power names behind the concept. Um, Jeff Bezos, uh, Drake, and Kevin Durant, and Carmelo, they're all, like, part owners of the concept, right? Correct, yeah.
2: and uh, a local guy, Trey Young. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. yeah. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, over time, our parent company is a big sports media and uh, content company. Mm. And about two years ago, they had this idea and actually um, brought it uh, up to quite a few high level people, including the commissioner of the NBA. And, hmm. um, you know, I think they they were a little hesitant with it. Um, but now seeing it two years later, uh, it's been a complete uh, 180. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially with they went to the NBA All Star game last weekend and, and got to talk with a lot of people there. And people are really impressed with what's going on there and how they took it from that small concept two years ago to where it is now. And even a year ago, our, our president and commissioner, Aaron Ryan, he just has one year anniversary for Overtime Elite. Wow. Uh, he was the first employee. And <laughs> so to see where it's coming that one year is insane.
0: That is, it is insane. Well, we're, needless to say, very happy to be a part of it. It's been cool to, you know, it's been cool to be a, uh, a, a partner in that situation. So, uh, getting that kind of front row seats. But, um, so how, how did? And first of all, let's kind of talk about the concept itself. So, as I understand it, it is it's sort of an incubator concept. You're recruiting young talent that, that may have a path to the NBA, and you're sort of grooming them up, and they and they're playing in this league uh and and there's also uh, educational opportunities for them uh, they're, they're being trained and and I, and I understand too that really what sets you guys apart is i know you guys are very very media savvy and so you're really good at you know making sure that a lot of eyes are on this talent and, and that there's exposure
2: yeah um so yeah that's you really touched on uh, all different avenues there but um, these are the top 16 to 19-year-old kids, um, not only in the U.S., but we have, I believe it's seven international players, hmm. um, and one of them is the top prospect for this year in the NBA draft. Hmm. Um, nice. And then the educational aspect, that's hmm. a big thing, especially when you're talking with parents of high schoolers. They're like, you know, they're not going to have basketball forever, so what else is there?
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: that academic side really came in, and they not only get their high school diploma – um because it's not they're just not going to get their ged they're actually getting a high school diploma Mm -hmm. we have an accredited uh school system Um, but they also learn about financial literacy um for when they get to the mba and how to maintain that uh money
0: Hmm. what is is the organization that they would graduate from i mean just what does it say on their diploma this
2: i'm not i'm honestly not sure i guess (laughs) we'll find out here during graduation (laughs) uh, in may
0: oh it's coming up Uh, that's cool uh, and so if there's a kid who is, like, an all-star basketball talent and has potentially, you know, got a, a path to the NBA, probably being recruited by NCAA schools, and then is also simultaneously being recruited by Overtime Elite, um, and what, what is the selling point? What would Overtime Elite be able to come to that kid and say, like, this is, this is why you want to come here and not go play for, you know, UNC for a year?
2: Um, well, first off, you get paid yeah so that's a good start um but no it, it's more than that it's it's our coaching staff it's our training facility it's the setup that we have to where you know there there are three nba-sized courts there mm-hmm. um we have a professional weight room we have a recovery area we have a player's lounge with a chef that prepares three meals a day for you mm. we have a film room um we have top-notch coaches our head coach is kevin ollie who play in the nba and Uh, coach at UConn, won a national (laughs) championship there. Oh, wow. Um, So just all the talent and resources and and the amount of basketball technology in that building is insane. Mm. Um, I'd never worked in basketball before, so it was a new venture for me. Yeah. And learning all the different technology they use with the NOAA system um, that can literally track their shots. Tells them where they took shots from, what the arc was, the depth, um, and then as well as how many makes and misses. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Very cool. it's not, there's no boarding opportunities for the players
0: though, in the facility, or is there? Do they they live there?
2: they don't live in the facility. Um, Everything outside of living is done in the facility, Um, including we have a barber shop in the facility as well, (laughs) uh, which is really cool. That is cool. Um, But no, the players live uh, about a mile away from the facility and Mm -hmm. we actually have uh, team buses and a driver, so they'll go pick them up every day. So they are housed
0: in the same building and it's like a dormitory type situation? Correct, yeah. Got it, that's awesome. And do they, do they typically come from more of like this, this part of the world? I mean, i got to think that, that Atlanta is probably a pretty rich basketball talent town. Um, is that one of the reasons that, that Atlanta was chosen?
2: Yeah, I think it's, it's a great city that, you know, really appreciates basketball. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there is a good talent pool here. Um, but, you know, I think we have one kid from the state of Georgia, TJ Clark. Hmm. Um, he's from just south of Atlanta. And, um, and then we have a, another guy, uh, Cook Yacht. Who he was actually from Alaska and moved to Atlanta last year. Um, think
0: of Alaska as being a basketball. <laughs> you kind <of> wouldn't <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think that's probably why he moved to Atlanta. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Um, so, but uh, no, we get players from all over the country. We have players from Florida, from California, um, but also overseas as well.
0: That's very cool. Um, are there future plans? I don't know if there's something you could talk about, but is is ultimately the, the plan to kind of have more overtime elite facilities around the country?
2: Uh, You know I'm not sure on that I think we want to really see the concept through here uh, in Atlanta and uh, you know I think you know we're looking at possibly adding some more players um, but not sure on where we're looking at past that
0: yeah yeah that's cool and do you think that it will as far as you know that kind of the number of players will will sort of stay the same as is there like a single number that you want to stick to you have 24 players or whatever it is and
2: so we want to make sure we have enough players for a certain amount of teams yeah um so right now we have three teams of nine okay um and then you know next year we may bump it up to four teams or we may keep it at three it just depends um how we're looking and and the players that want to come in as well
0: yeah yeah that makes sense um i guess you wouldn't want to you know say hey we need six teams so let's flesh it out but then half the talent it's, it's really not nba talent right? exactly that's yeah, yeah,
2: that's the key is making sure we still have that top talent
0: got it that's interesting well so of, I know that uh, when the, the grand opening took place, I, I think that there was you know, Drake was there. Uh, it's, I understand. I think Miguel
2: told me that. Drake was not there. Uh, we did have Quavo there. Quavo. That's yes. right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and what about some of the other NBA personalities? I mean, Carmelo or anybody like that?
2: Yeah, Carmelo was actually there a couple weeks ago. Hmm, that's cool. Um, so he had not seen the facility, and he was in town uh, for the Lakers-Hawks game. Hmm. Uh, so he came by the facility to uh, kind of tour it as well as uh, watch a couple of games, which was really cool for the players. I was
0: going to say, yeah, man, that's got to be a huge <laughs> bonus for those kids.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, and he was sitting in the front row uh, right by one of the baskets. That's awesome. Nice. That's very cool.
1: So does it further water down the <clears throat> overall talent in NCAA, you know, because now everybody's like kind of one and done. You know, now overtime elite's in here and we're watering down. Are, are you guys making enemies with the NCAA? <laughs> and like, is there recruiting? Like, are you guys recruiting folks? Or is it just, you know, the top talent wants to come here because they know it's a, you know, direct path to the NBA?
2: Um, I think it's, it's kind of both. Uh, so we do have uh, scouts uh, in our system, so they'll actually be actively recruiting. Uh, one of them was actually just uh, on the road this past week uh because they're constantly recruiting constantly trying to find the right guys that will fit um and that makes sense not only from uh the athletic side of things but also someone who's bought bought into the academic side and you know truly understands our mission gotcha that's cool um so in regard to
0: overtime elite i mean I've, I've, i've heard you speak very highly of the executives there um and I, I'm curious for you, we, we like to ask our guests these these questions, like what, because we, we're really big on kind of, uh, our corporate culture and the values that we believe in. And, and, you know, we want to make sure that everybody on our team knows what we stand for. Are there, uh, are, are there certain values in, in overtime elite that really
2: resonate with you? Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think for me, the big thing, uh, that overtime and overtime elite really do well is innovate. Yeah. Um, you know, we don't just stick with one thing. Um, You know, we try and keep expanding on our ideas and and where we're going to go next. Um, That way, we're not stagnant. I feel like the moment that you're stagnant for too long, someone else is going to pass you by. And I feel like everyone else really embodies that culture. Mm -hmm. um, And we're willing to push the bounds. Yeah. Um, And then the other one really is is teamwork. I mean, to get a building up and running in five months, uh, takes a lot of people coordinating with each other. And there's not a single person that I think I've heard say that, well, that's not my job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone's willing to kick in and jump in and do whatever they need to. Um, you know, even the night before opening night, we were running around like crazy and I remember that. (laughs) 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 Yeah. We, uh, it was, it was a crazy night and a crazy day for sure, uh, to get ready and get open. Um, but we had a ton of overtime staff that flew in from New York, knowing that they were there to help us get ready yeah and they were That's willing awesome. to do anything and everything
0: yeah i mean it, it seems just kind of from a, a, a layman's eyes like you guys are on the cutting edge of technology for sure with i mean the, the media rooms and 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 by the way if if you're a, a spectator or a fan you know where's a good place to, to to lay your eyes on the games i mean obviously there's you know there are games that you can attend but you guys are, are airing these games too. Is it, you typically stream them on the website. Is that the primary way to get it out there?
2: Uh, so we will do recaps and stuff like that on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our content team is constantly putting up highlights and stuff like that on TikTok, Instagram, uh, things like that.
0: And I'm, I'm sure that, you know, you, you've made it really,
2: really scout friendly. You know, for <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and I mean, scouts are constantly coming. Yeah, uh, I think. So this weekend we have three sets of games and we're looking at having upwards of 20 to 25 scouts. Yeah,
0: gotcha. Um, so where did, where did your, uh, the revenues come from? Is it from ticket sales? Is it from, uh, it's, how, how does that work? Right. So
2: with us, it's, it's content mm. is, is the main revenue stream. Um, so just the sheer amount of followers and views that we get, hmm. um, but also sponsors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, One of the cool things at our arena is we actually have a Gatorade Fuel. Bar. Hmm. Um, so it has any and every Gatorade product that they have there. Um, and they have a smoothie station, but they have their protein bars, they have the energy chews, they have the G2, they have the protein, they have the regular Gatorade. So um, sponsorships like that, as well as another revenue stream for us. Uh,
0: I could see that. Yeah. And that, but your, so your primary means of, of getting the content out there, would you say is social media or um, I guess it's probably multifaceted?
2: Yeah, it's definitely multifaceted. It's obviously the social media Mm -hmm. side of things but Mm -hmm. there's also the youtube side and then content that we put out that way so uh they do uh long stream uh content as well as just short quick clips
0: and if you get enough followers and viewers then obviously you've got some advertising opportunities there exactly i got it that makes sense um so you mentioned that the players do get paid yes Uh, correct six figures really yes all right so (laughs) that, that was kind of my next question i mean you know to the tune of what but i mean it's a Meaning, uh, meaningful paycheck huh? yeah
2: minimum is a hundred thousand dollars um and then on top of and that these if, are
1: 16 17 18 year old yes yes <laughs>
2: that's cool <laughs> they they become professional athletes overnight you grooming them right? yes yeah. Yeah. and that's cool. why financial literacy is very important as well Absolutely. yeah um Absolutely. and a keystone in our in our education side of things and um, on top of that, we have, you know, great mentors for him. Uh, mm. Damien Wilkins, who's a former NBA player. Mm. Um, he is the uh, dean of athletics. and um, he, Dominique's brother, right?
1: What? Dominique's brother. Dominique's right? nephew. Nephew. Mm. Okay.
2: Yes. Mm. Um, and, you know, he's very good with, with helping uh, reach out to them and work with the players as well.
0: Uh, circling back to something we touched on a little bit briefly earlier. So, so how did you, fi- how did you find overtime a leader? How did they find you?
2: Yeah. So they found me. Uh, <laughs> I actually, uh, I got reached out to by a recruiter on LinkedIn mm. and they mentioned something about overtime. I'm like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, you know, being a 35 a year old male, I'm not in their demographic. Right. Um, so I had no clue what overtime was and I just ignored it. Yep. Um, as I probably do most of my LinkedIn messages from recruiters right. yep, <laughs> yeah. <same>. oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, so about probably three, four days later, he reached back out to me again he goes, Hey, just give me five minutes. Yeah. Just let me talk with you. You know, this is what it's all about. Your background really matches up with what we're looking for, hmm. you know? And after talking with him, I, I think he was scheduled for 15 minutes. I probably talked with him for 30 minutes cause I had a list of. 20 questions for him. Yeah. I felt like I was interviewing him more than he was interviewing me. Yeah. <laughs> um and then 6 or 7 interviews later they hired me. That's cool. <laughs> six uh, <or> seven. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it sounds kind of weird and crazy. Um but I also think it's a great tool because especially with the position I'm in I'm working with every different department. Mm. So I got to talk with every different department in an interview setting. Um and really get to know how I'd work with them what they kind of look for in my position, what they're expecting. Um, so when I started on day one, it wasn't like I was a new person. Like I had already met a lot of these people who are on staff and got to know them a little bit because the interviews, yeah, there were some questions, but it was more about getting to know you Yeah, as a person.
0: Yeah.
1: Gotcha. I had a quick question. So uh, what's your day to day look like? So what, what exactly does your job entail?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, overall it's maintaining the, entire facility Um, so that's the MEP side so mechanical electrical and plumbing Um, but I'm also in charge of cleaning I'm in charge of setup for events so any game that we have I have to get everything set up tables stanchions concessions things like that Um, and then also helping all the other departments with any issues they may have around the building so it definitely keeps me busy. <laughs>
0: I, I believe that. And it seemed like, I mean, maybe you're wrong about this, but it seems like you were overseeing quite a lot of the, the construction activities too. I mean, you were certainly in there every day.
2: Yeah. Um, I was just trying to keep tabs on it Yeah, uh, just to see how things were coming along uh, just because we were on a very tight window. Yeah. Uh, we got to a point where we set a date for our first game. So we had no return from that. Yeah. Like that was the point of no return and we were going to have a game. On that night in that facility, One way in no matter air. what.
0: Yeah, yeah. You paint yourself into a corner, you got no <laughs> choice. I get it. Um, so, what career advice would you go back and give yourself 20 years ago, 15, 10 years ago? I don't, you know, p- pick a time earlier in life where, you know, you, you see things very differently
2: now, having been through what you've been through. He's younger than us. 20 years <laughs> ago. He would have been, would have been 15. <laughs> um, you know, I think I would just tell myself to not waste any opportunity um i think there was a point in my career where i had an opportunity to move to new hampshire mm. um there's a minor league ballpark there the new hampshire fisher cats <laughs> um and i was i think i was very happy with where i was and even though it was it was a jump in a, in a position i wasn't sure i wanted to live in new hampshire at all yeah um and so maybe keep jumping uh and keep taking those opportunities But at the same time, I am extremely happy with where I've ended up. Right. So I'm not sure I'd really change anything along the way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I tend to say that when I look back at things that I would do differently. It's like, yeah, but I'm here now. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I get that. But, uh, but that's always interesting to think about because we all learn things along the way, that's for sure. And, you know, you stub your toe and everybody does, and then you go, if I could go back and do that over, you know, but, uh, well, that's cool. So, um, how is, uh, has, has COVID changed your – well, That's your industry, is, <laughs> your industry is kind of brand new. Yes. Um, <laughs> are, 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 are you mentioned some of the stringent testing you guys have going on right now, and that's for fans and spectators and everyone that comes in the building, or how does that work? No,
2: that's uh, mainly for players and staff. I got um, you. We just want to keep everyone safe um, and, you know, we, uh, we have our great uh, health and performance team um, who really stays on top of it and talks with industry experts um, to help us guide where we're at mm-hmm. um, and what kind of policies we're gonna put in place.
0: Yeah, and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, Omicron <laughs> has like, you know, burned through everyone. Yes. <laughs> and it's it's dropping precipitously now. Let's hope it stays that way. But um, yeah, it's, this is actually the first time I've walked into this studio without a mask on. So man, I'm, I'm happy <laughs> to say. <laughs> Uh, and, and I'm double vaxxed as far as you know. As uh, far as. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, all right, what is, what is one of the most memorable things that's happened at Overtime Elite so far?
2: Um, so there's probably two. Hmm. Um, so for me, the first one's opening night because hmm. um, it was the culmination of five months of working 12, 14 hour days um, to get things ready um, and just having a completely filled arena was insane Mm. um and it was something that had never been done before Mm. right so uh you know they have similar things over in europe with soccer academies and things like that Mm -hmm. but in the united states this had never been done before so it was the first time for everybody um and to accomplish something that historic and and that crazy was amazing uh and something i'll definitely never forget um and then the second one we did uh an event called the takeover um, so we actually did a dunk contest, <laughs> uh, as well as a one-on-one king of the court contest. <laughs> um, and it was live streamed. The dunk contest was live streamed on the metaverse. Oh, nice. So, uh, <laughs> um, how does that work? Uh, so we had certain cameras set up, um, that would go out, uh, I'm not exactly sure how the metaverse yeah, works. know yeah, so that's, yeah. that's a technology thing, <laughs> right? And Web, uh, well, like three whole yes. different conversation. <laughs> um, But uh, they actually had some VR uh, headsets there, Mm -hmm. so I actually got to watch it. Um, And it's really cool because they're controlling what cameras you view from, and so there's like five different cameras up on the court. One was directly on top of the backboard. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a couple off to the side and then one right there in the paint. Um, So it was really cool to be that uh, into it and to see the different angles that you, you can't see as a fan, Yeah. right? You can't be on the court. Yeah, you know, right on the painter. You can't be at the top of the back right. when someone's doing a dunk. So to have those camera angles was really cool. And
0: did, did the players get to select their own avatars and that kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: the players actually got to got to see see the uh, dunk contest afterwards. Yeah, uh, but they got to play around with it as well beforehand. That's very cool. Very cool.
0: Yeah, but and, and I'm sure that this has been a really cool experience for them too. I mean, they're like the inaugural class. They are, you know, yes. so they they really didn't know what they were getting into too. I'm sure.
2: Yeah, they they knew as much as we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, when you get into something that's brand new, you're you're a little unsure. And you know, I think from everything I've heard, uh, the players are more than excited with what they've decided to do. I'm sure, Very and cool. they couldn't be happier. I believe that.
1: So, were you a basketball fan prior to going to overtime?
2: Um, Not really. Uh, I mean, I I watch college basketball. I love March Madness. Um, yeah. But I was a baseball guy. I grew up my entire life playing baseball. I worked in baseball since right after college so from 22 on um all i did was work in baseball um worked in minor league baseball worked at a company called perfect game um but yeah basketball this is the first time um and it's it's kind of cool because in baseball they're very into statistics and i thought that they were the only people that were like that but (laughs) basketball is the same way Mm -hmm. and that's why they have all that technology analytics Mm -hmm. yes yeah analytics is king yep (laughs) absolutely
0: (laughs) Did, 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 what position did you play in baseball I was a pitcher okay I got you what, did, what, did, what was your what was your uh, dangerous pitch you got you got that you my your, split yeah oh you got your split okay yes.
2: nice. I couldn't throw a change up yeah I couldn't figure out how to hold it right so it was literally just a five mile an hour slower fastball yeah and would get crushed and uh so one off season I learned how to throw a splitter
0: nice nice and you played in high school and
2: college uh i got to a car wreck actually yeah. uh, right before college yeah. and, and ended up not being able to play so i had to have uh, complete reconstructive shoulder surgery oh, uh, right before college damn
0: um so do you, or do you find yourself playing basketball more now that you work in basketball oh yeah. yeah i i
2: make sure to take like 15 minutes a day to go out on the court and shoot around for a little bit can you dunk no, no. I'm, I'm too old and out of shape to do that.
0: <laughs> I hear you. There was a time a long time ago when I could dunk a tennis ball, but that's, my, that's all I got. That's it. Um, well, so we, we, we like to kind of uh, get towards the back side of the show and have a little bit of fun with it, and we, we do uh, something we, we refer to as the lightning round, where we just throw out some random-ass questions, and, uh, and there are no wrong answers um actually there may be some <laughs> wrong answers here uh so <clears throat> dave we're going to start with you oh goodness is curling the greatest winter olympic sport there ever was
1: absolutely absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It, 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 I it, mean, the only answer you is you talk yes. about an athlete you've got a curler in your mind <laughs> the intensity oh yeah it's i it's, mean it's, it's,
0: it's laser intense man the, the look in their eyes focus it's, it's unbelievable
2: have you, guys ever, with the have you guys ever done it before? No. It you looks, guys should try it. There are, it, are places around here that you can do it. Really? And it is insanely difficult. I believe that.
1: It, it looks is. like
2: a lot of fun. Yes. It's it's fun, but it's also difficult.
1: It seems like a drinking it looks game.
2: Difficult. It, it does. <laughs> it, it's definitely something I feel like you can have a beer on the side while you're doing it.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Sounds fun. All right. Andrew, Beatles or Stones? Uh, Beatles. Okay. Interesting. All right. Interesting. Um, Back to you, Andrew. What is the best breakfast joint in the greater metro Atlanta?
2: Ooh, bec- best breakfast joint. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a huge breakfast person. Okay. Um, and it's, I would, I go to my local diner. Yeah. Um, right. Literally probably 300 feet away. Okay. Uh, What's the
0: name of it? Let's give them a plug. Uh,
2: it, it oh, I don't even know the name of it.
0: <laughs> that it's, 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 it's like diner. Yeah, it's the. I don't even know what it's called. It's the diner right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> now those are the best ones. Those are the best ones. I'll have to get. I'll have to get an address from you before the show's over. Yes. Uh, Dave, best barbecue
2: in Atlanta. There mm. is a wrong answer to this. <laughs>
1: I mean, besides mine, you know, I, I, nah. I tend to think
2: that
1: mine might be the best. One. <laughs> However, I haven't actually put it out in a restaurant yet. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I mean, I, I hate to go with like the the Fat Mats. The, Why
0: would you hate to go with Fat Mats? I, like I fat. love Fat Mats. I
1: mean, I love Fat Mats, but I'm just <laughs> trying to think of something that I'll go with Fat
0: Mats. So. Yeah, you can't can't go wrong with Fat Mats. You get you, you have, have a strong opinion. Fox Brothers, here. Fox Brothers. Yeah, yes, the Fox their Man. their
2: wings. Yeah, they're, are they're pretty strong. Phenomenal.
0: They are pretty strong. Yeah, they got Alabama white sauce. Mm-hmm. Yes,
1: I I've got I a pretty do. strong w- wing game myself. Oh, we'll huh. talk about it off air. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he
0: does. He I, I, I can vouch for that. Uh, all right, Andrew. Any uh, good movies, binge-worthy shows, or uh, any other great restaurants in Atlanta you want to recommend to listeners?
2: Uh, I'm actually, I'm a big sushi and ramen person. Okay. Um, so, MF Sushi, I'm not sure if you guys have yes. heard of that. It's a, it's not very well known, I don't feel like, unless you live in that area. Yeah. Uh, but their sushi is phenomenal. It is so good. Yeah. I took
0: my daughter there for her birthday a couple of years ago, and uh, yeah, it's very good. It's been around a while, too. It doesn't, it, it used to be in Midtown, I think, and then yeah. they've moved over to inman Wolf park Yep.
2: Yeah. yep right in the inman quarter there yeah Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, um, and then ramen i'm i'm kind of a ramen connoisseur yeah uh, so i like to try all the different places around atlanta yeah um Oki boru in sandy springs area okay Oki Boru. Ramen. is that one word or two words one word okay um and it's actually a michelin rated ramen chef nice from la and oh, they wow. opened a place here in atlanta
0: very cool. Have you explored around uh Buford Highway any and gotten yes. into all that goodness? Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, I go there. Uh I've been to Ginya, uh Kinotori. What's it that, there's where i place I think is lanju that's real popular. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yep, yeah,
2: yep. Yeah. Awesome. Um
0: Dave, this is your favorite question. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, no, we're gonna skip that one. Uh Nick Saban, Vladimir Putin cage match. Who wins?
1: I don't know who's more evil. I hope they both die. <laughs> Good answer. I'll accept it. <laughs>
0: Andrew, how many national titles will UGA, will UGA win under Kirby? And will Stetson keep his job this fall?
2: Um, I'd like to say that UGA will win 5 more. With wow. Kirby. wow. We got a like we got a top save. I like
1: that. We got he's at what, 7? <laughs> yeah. We got to go eight. Eight. <laughs> yeah, let's go eight. I'm trying to be realistic. DCL. I'm thinking
2: Kirby stays for 15 more years. Yeah. And we get one every three years. Wow. I like where your head's at. I do, too. I mean, he's, I, I, he's I, a great I, recruiter.
1: I'm thinking two, three-year run, though. I yeah. I mean, not necessarily next year, but, you know, we're going to have a couple
2: three-year runs. And... We need to boost our, uh, our wide receiver core. Hope
0: springs eternal in the dog nation. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh uh,
2: dog. Uh, Stetson Bennett. Yeah. I do think he'll keep his job. I don't necessarily like that he will. (laughs) Uh, And it's nothing against Stetson Bennett. Right. It's just we have a lot of young talent, especially at the QB position. Yep. And I don't want to see what happened to Justin Fields happen again with Carson Beck Or or Brock Vandegrift. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, so if Stetson does keep his job, you think they'll assign him a media handler so he doesn't do any more interviews stoned as a bat? (laughs) I think he learned his lesson. (laughs) Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, So, Andrew, if people are interested in attending an event at Overtime Elite or learning more about the organization, where can we point them to for information?
2: Uh, OvertimeElite.com pretty straightforward pretty, pretty simple pretty easy yep. um social you know, media in, any social media that we have you know we have ote social media um all of our players are on social media as well
0: fantastic well we really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show with us and uh we really appreciate your partnership and it's been a lot of fun catching up uh finally we got a good go do it over steaks and beers or something sometimes so yes. <laughs> Uh, we've been talking about it long
2: enough. Maybe on the golf course, too. Yeah. That hey. sounds like a
0: great plan. I <laughs> like that. That's what I'm talking about. Yes.
2: All Starting right. Starting to get green. Yes, Yes, sir. I, I played the last weekend. Nice. There you go.
0: Yeah, well, we'll, we'll make that happen soon, for sure. So, all right, listener, if you've made it this far, you have done it again. You've gone and squandered a perfectly good half hour or so. Listen to our show. And whether or not that's done you any good at all, we are grateful nevertheless. Uh, Be sure to join us for the live broadcast every month or whenever we feel like getting around to it. Uh, But if you do miss the live broadcast, fear not. You can enjoy this groundbreaking work of Media Genius anytime by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on What's Going On in There. We're also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. For my co-host, the esteemed Dave Hollister, and our guest, Andrew Jackson with Overtime Elite, I'm Stephen Tomlinson with Level 7 Facility Services, and you've been listening to What's Going On in There on Business Radio X.